Real quick, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably shared it with you, told you about it, or maybe you saw it on an Instagram story. Currently, the only way this grows is through word of mouth. I don't sell any ads or sponsorships right now, so my only ask to you is that you continue to pay it forward. However you found out about this podcast, that you do the exact same thing for someone else. So if it is leaving a review, sharing it in your stories, Literally, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and definitely throw some good karma out there for you and another entrepreneur. Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. All right, welcome back here to another episode here on the Business of Being Healthy. I am incredibly excited about this episode today because I met this gentleman, today's guest, at an event with Raquel Quinette. Uh, her Play Bigger event that was held here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I cannot say enough great things about that event, as well as Raquel uh, bringing two people together, like the one I'm having as a guest today. Bryce Franson is a mortgage professional and financial consultant with over a decade of experience in personal business and investment baking. He helps entrepreneurs, home buyers, investors, and realtors protect and build their wealth through smart real estate ownership and financial education. And already like his education, we were talking off before we even hit record. And I'm like, oh, I should be hitting record right now. It's one of these episodes. So Bryce, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Sally, thank you. I'm excited. I uh, I know it was it was great. Thanks. Shout out to Raquel. She really has connected a ton of really good people. Um, and I even joined her her mastermind, right, to kind of to surround myself with that. So I'm super excited. I, I know that, that every time we kind of talk, it just gets a little bit deeper every single time. And that's kind of the best part. How do we how do we provide uh, some really good stuff? And at the end of the day, we're nothing. We've done nothing special. We just decided to to make some changes. And I think other people can can learn a lot from those decisions. And that's like the whole goal of the show, right, is like learning from each other. So if you're tuning in today, regardless of where you are in your career, right? Like if you're climbing the corporate ladders or at the bottom of the corporate ladder, or if you are thinking about going into entrepreneurship or business ownership, this show is going to be for you. And specifically today, because we're going to talk kind of all things health, but I want you to think about it. We're going to talk about financial health. We might dip into some spirituality health, some physical health, some relationship health, there, the word health kind of like just gears towards like people think physical health, right? And that's like, it's only one little piece of the puzzle. And yep. with Bryce on, you know, I really wanted to dive into starting with financial health because one thing being a mortgage professional, right? This could be some people's largest asset that they ever purchase. That can cause a lot of, apprehension. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you, because, you know, we'll dive into this, but I'd love for you to share Bryce a little bit on like how you separate kind of that confidence you're building in the client, you know, and nurturing them along what is such an exciting experience, but also yeah. a little scary too. hundred percent. I mean, so, I mean, personal recap to that, right. Is so my wife to be in four days <laughs> and I bought our first house last year. And I mean, mind you, like I've been in, like you said, I've been in the financial service industry. I appreciate the introduction um, for a long time, but that doesn't mean I haven't made my mistakes, right? I mean, probably done everything wrong. You're not supposed to um, and so forth. But I think what allows that to happen is allows you to learn how to kind of dialogue or process 
the feelings, the emotions, the things that you're going through. And even buying my own house, I'm on the email. My own team is doing my loan. I'm on the emails. I know what's going on. I know the process like the back of my hand. And there were still moments I was like, oh man, this is stressful, right? This is, this has its moments where it's, it's very kind of overwhelming. And so what I love about that is when we started and, and the conversation has changed over the years, right? Where now it, you, you really want to connect with the person on a deeper level. I mean, and some people that we work with are like, I just want to buy, it's a good investment. Like I'm just tired of, of paying rent. Some of them are, you know what? We really want to put some, some roots down. We'd love to like start a family. We'd love to do this. Um, and others of them, you know, just, they're just unsure. They just know they need to buy a house. And, and that's kind of just something that they've been told. Right. And so whether, wherever you are in that picture or in between whatsoever, the conversation really comes back to like, what is the reason? And so when we have those conversations with people, um, we're really trying to discover what is the, like, what is the driving why or factor behind this, right? Like when you think about buying a home or having the asset and we'll go over the numbers, we'll explain the wealth building tool, we'll explain all of that, right? And we get into a little bit deeper, how do we help you build and protect your wealth through real estate financial education? But like, what does it mean to that person or that family? Um, because if you think back to home, and this is always interesting, and think back to home when you were a kid, like that when you were five or six or 10, there's something about home that pops into your mind, your mind, uh, whatever that is. Maybe it was birthdays, or it was Christmas, or it was Hanukkah, or whatever the, the you know, holidays you celebrate, or whatever the moments that really click, or it was, oh, man, you know, when dad came home on Friday nights, we always did this. Or, you know, so whatever that is, there's a memory that clicks to home. Well, what most people don't remember or don't kind of think through when they go in this process, they see interest rates, they see market crashing, they see CNN saying this, they see all these negatory items that are happening. But I'm like, at the end of the day, what's the memory that you want to create when you have home, right? That's really it. And so it's, it's fun to like actually bring people through that because at the end of the day too, what I'm trying to help people do is dream. That's it. Like we're trying to help you dream of what this could be for you. Um, whether it, maybe it's your second time, so you already kind of understand it, but most of our clients are first time home buyers. And so when we're trying to like give them this picture of what's important to them, we want to walk them through that. We want to understand what their dreams and goals are. Where do you see your family in two, five, or even 10 years? Maybe it's a long time, I know, but what do you want your family to be in five years? Where do you want your family to be in 10 years? Um, and a lot of the times it's freedom of choice or freedom of time, or, you know, just have some stable memories or whatever that is. It, it honestly, most people's dreams kind of are very similar. Like our innate desire is to have stability. We would like to have good, positive memories. And we want to like, typically if people are building a family, that's important. I would say 80% of my clients are typically couples or young families, to be honest. That's kind of my avatar people that tend to work with because I'm a young couple that's soon to probably start a family. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like when you think about that, it's who can you speak to? So it's fun when you have those conversations, bring it down and then we get into it. Hey, right. So the goal is I like, can lift up the spirits, bring it in, bring in the energy. And then let's talk about the technicalities, the numbers and the so forth, and then really get into it granularly. Because when they start to shop, or you start to go look at window shopping, you start to go walk into homes. We want to make sure that you have a really good idea of Hey, this is a hundred percent within our budget because we and we walked in and the emotion just hit. This was it. This was the house. I see, you know, I see little Timmy running in the corner. I see the dog in the backyard. I see the couch right there watching Sunday night football. Like you start to envision those things, whether we think about it or not, because it's the subconscious piece. So behind all of the what's your interest rate? Let's have this conversation. What's all this? This is what we're thinking, and we're trying to get people to process that that emotion because we'll take you through the numbers. We'll help you get the best loan strategy and financial number. I mean, it, again, I spent tons of time. I spent tons of money and I've spent pretty much 95% of my career learning this stuff to help people through it. So the skill set is there. It's just, where do you want to get to? How fast do you want to get there? And what type of vehicle do you want to take to get there? So I think that's the best part um, when we get into it for friends and family, when we talk about it. I really love that. And, you know, if you're listening in, I mean, this episode, you're you're going to hear, I'm going to help kind of tie some bows here because while 
Bryce is speaking specifically to lending or buying a home or buying an asset. What he's really talking about, if you are a professional out there um, running a business or providing a service or a product, is the bigger picture, right? Looking at the why behind decisions are made. You know, at the end of the day, could anyone go to any mortgage lender and probably get a loan? Most likely, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to try and get the job done. Could anyone that's like looking to hire a graphic designer go to anyone? Yeah, they probably could. Mm-hmm. But it's the the professionals, which is the role that we have the opportunity to be in, the professionals that separate themselves and help their clients like really understand why they're making decisions. Those are the ones that are going to get repeat business. Those are the ones that are going to get the referrals. Those are the ones that are going to grow in any market condition. It doesn't matter what's going on on the talking heads on TV, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's something that I just love and like love hearing that with you. I know when I was a financial advisor back, this was long time ago, Bryce, for you. Um, this was probably 20, 2002-ish. Um, the market was pretty scary at the time. Oh, yeah. And I just worked with the clients that I spoke. They were so scared to make decisions because of what was going on on the news, what they were hearing, just doom and gloom, which it was a tough time. Like I'm just like now, it's not like it's easy. Mm -hmm. That being said, once I understood what their overall goal was and risk management, it was Mm -hmm. easy to make, help them make decisions that were best for them. And so I think no matter what business or industry you're in, so long you take that as your forefront in helping decisions, you know, helping clients make decisions, you're going to win. And like hearing that. hundred percent. And I think what's, what's interesting and um, it's funny you say this. So I post, I made a real um, I don't know, video clip uh, and I maybe posted, posted a few weeks ago, but I was having a conversation with a coworker and friend of mine. Um, and we were talking about kind of the brand and like who you are and what do you want to get out there? Because at the end of the day, you're, you have a personal brand or a business brand or whatever the brand it is. Um, whether you're building it or not, it's just, are you controlling what it's going to be to the outside world or are you just letting it happen from external factors? That's the difference. And I remember saying, I said, hey, well, at the end of the day, when we have a conversation with a client or we're making an offer and helping them make that decision or we're putting together a financial analysis and and personal financial review, whatever it is, you know, it's like, if it's not a win-win-win situation, then we're not going to do it. It doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not going to ask the client to lose so I can win or get a paycheck. That's no way. That's never going to happen. We'll never put a paycheck in front of our character or that person's long-term financial success or and everything. And I really think it all bring, comes back together to every aspect of success um, or you know, financial health and spiritual health, all that. Or in the sense of a real estate agent, I'm like, hey, the realtor, you know, like you can't lose either for me to win and the client to win, or I can't lose for vice versa. And- Pretty much every situation has the capability to be win-win or win-win-win, depending on how many PR parties are involved. Like it really is. It's just a matter of the the image that you're seeing and how you're putting it together. And it was cool to kind of I said that, and she was like, "Holy cow! Like I've never heard of anyone saying it like that." And for me, that I was like, "Wow, that that's kind of nuts." Because to me, that's just been a principle, candidly, for a long time. But I mean, when I was 18, 19, when I started in the financial industry as just a simple teller and kind of worked my way up. I also started in leadership development, right? I started going to like seminars and doing stuff and associating with people that were way ahead of where I thought it was possible. Um, And you kind of think, I look back on what some of that association did. It's kind of crazy because a lot of the goals when I was like 20, when I didn't have, I didn't make any money. I had had no, nothing going on. And I had no real relationships. I had, I was just a young kid that wanted to go figure this world out. Like it was a lot of those leadership skills and those win-win mentalities that have helped me allow myself to get close with people that have helped me get to the next level. Or now it's, I feel like it's time for me as I'm starting to build a couple of teams to help other people get to where they want to go. And it's the most rewarding thing, but it all starts because we're thinking about genuinely loving the other person that we're having a conversation with, or we're there to make a service and just being like, Hey, I really, truly, the goal here is I really, truly want to help you. Like, I really want to make sure at the end of this, you and your family are in a better position than where you are now. And you'll be in a better position in five to 10 years than you even thought was possible. 
Like that is truly at a core, like what drives me to have these conversations with people and to really help people get to that next level. Um, and it, and it is, it's just a true love for humanity, honestly. So, so I'm going to, I want to dive into that for a second here, Bryce, because you know, if you've listened into previous episodes, um, here on the show, I have shared how I was actually raised in an entirely different environment, um, professionally than Bryce just shared, you know, mine was very competitive. It was very much a zero sum market for someone else to win. That meant I lost or I lost and, and vice versa. If I won, that means someone else lost. And that was a span of almost 20 years of my professional career was always that like stack ranking that it was either, or it wasn't both. Mm -hmm. And so for, you know, anyone on either end of the spectrum, right? You and I are two opposite ends of the spectrum. I had to get into my forties to finally be like, wait, we can both win. I don't, (laughs) I don't have to like, give up for you to win or the other way around. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, and, and my listeners are on both sides of the spectrum because there are a lot yeah. of opportunities now 100%. and that, that weren't there and a lot of different um, ways in which we can run business. Yeah. But I would love for you to share because we hear this all the time, get in the room, be with people like find someone, you know, bigger and better. And that has done the thing that you want to do. We hear that all the time. I mean, come on. It's like all over social media. But like, really, Bryce, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you do that? When when someone's out there and they want to like get in the room, how how did you find the opportunities? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, kind of makes me think back a little bit, to be honest. I mean, so I'm, I'm 31. I'll be 32 in a few months. And it's it's uh and it's not always easy i would say sometimes because the, the first thought that comes to my mind is is make sure you love on the people that have always been around to help you get to those stair steps and those opportunities to be in those rooms um and i've learned the hard way that sometimes you know people you think are the closest to you may feel left behind mm-hmm. and so i think what's important is f- having a fine line of of understanding that when you decide to do something big and I'm, and I'm a Christian, right? So for me, like, I believe it's truly my God given passion of like what I'm doing right now and, and the platform that I have and, and what the really big 30,000 foot views are. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, there have been people that have been placed in your life for a purpose. And so it's like, yeah, you have these cliche things, but I think it's always been, what's the opportunity to help that person on the other side of me. And now mind you, I've never been a super competitive person. Like even as a kid, like I I was not, I was not the six foot eight, eighth grader that was like, I'm going to dunk on. No, I, that was not me. I was like, Hey man, sorry, dude, I bumped into you. Like that was just never me. Like, um, it's funny because everyone's like, dude, you're so big. No one wants to ever take you on. I'm like, dude, I'm like a freaking Teddy. You know, they, you know, you know, grizzly bears, like the little cubs, they look somewhat like ridiculous. There's rolling around. They look super dorky. I do. That's me at a core. I mean, but at the same time, actually kind of the grizzly bear is like my spirit animal for me, my grandfather. But at the same time, um, if you step across the line, if you, you know, sacrifice something, if you you know, put his family at risk or you put that that situation, that core, like you do not want to be in front of a grizzly bear. They are one of the most ferocious animals on the planet. And so for me, I've always looked at it how there's there is that there is the super duper salesy and carsman and honestly i feel like the newer generation as we're going in like sure like maybe my parents or grandparents could get sold by the dude that came to the, the door and things like that i just don't feel like that mindset is the same anymore and i never wanted to be the person that sold anything like i hate sales i was i'm, I'm not in sales whatsoever like, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be like, I got a script and doing this. Well, here's your objection. Cool. I got this opportunity to respond to you. Like, I couldn't do it. I never could. And so I I felt like it was like, how do I how do I do this? Because I love this process of learning a sales. I'm thinking back to I'm like 18, 19, 20. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't really want a cold call. And I would get 20 or 30 referrals at a time when I was in my first sales company. And I would still be like, eh they're not warm enough. (laughs) Like they weren't, I'm like, I wanted to be at the client's house. Like, Hey, can you, can you make five text introductions with friends that you think need this? That's, I just want to help them with the same information. That's how I sold. 
I was like, if you think this would benefit five of your friends, they're like, yeah, I mean, I've Jeff, like that would benefit them. And so it was in that case, I was like, that's awesome, right? We'd love to talk to him. And, but it always came from like being caring. And going back to your question, I think how that all kind of ties back is mm-hmm. I wanted to meet people that were either higher than me, had results that I wanted. And that was the biggest piece. What are you doing right now? Whatever it is in your nine to five, starting your business, tenured in your business, who five, 10 or 20 years down the road doing what you're doing now has results that you want. And that doesn't mean revenue. What's about the lifestyle, the impact, the the family time, like the ability to have you know, go to church on a Sunday and not have to be doing things you don't want to be doing? Or is it the ability to be like, hey, we're just going to take out, we're going to go, right? Do you have freedom of time? Do you have freedom of money? Do you have freedom of location? Those are the three biggest things I look at for success in business. And so I'm always looking for someone that had one of those categories way more than I did. Um, And it's just having conversations, generally just networking. And so three years ago, I would say, because before that, it was just being in the room and, you know, being at this corporate meeting or being at this meeting and talking to this person. And so it really wasn't like this whole like real true networking being in the room, I would say it's only something I've really been super intentional about for about three years. And mm-hmm. I wasn't able to be very super duper intentional about it um, when the pandemic hit. Right? Like There mm-hmm. really wasn't an opportunity. We were in Northern California. It was pretty locked down. So I think... What made it super important was social media, if you're a business person, has to be, in my in my opinion, has to be at least in your top three ways to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been, how do we get, hey, there's a mastermind going on here. Be like, hey, Tim, I know Tim. Like, Tim, I saw you're going to this mastermind. Like, how, how could I get in that room? Like, let's say, oh, hey, here's the tickets, man. Or it would just be looking and trying to find those things that you could be associated with. So I think it's tough. Like it's not, there's not like a direct or sorry, it's not tough to, there's not like a direct correlation. It's just find some of the people that have that. And then people are like, well, I don't want to reach out to so-and-so and things like that. I'm like, dude, I'm not asking you to reach out to a guy that's got 2 million followers on Instagram and like, see if he wants to grab a cup of coffee, but find the people that maybe are, are more local in your sphere. Or like I networked a lot of loan officers and other real estate agents and other business professionals because I can't really look at that as that's an opportunity for me to understand what they do and how could I help them. And if we come to those meetings and those groups with the intent of how do I get to know you? What can I provide value for you? I feel like those doors just start to open up like crazy. Like if you come with value add, those rooms become more and more and more. And even like going to play bigger with Raquel, like that was a big time room. I mean, there are people in there. Some of those people are making seven figures a month when it comes to businesses. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that, that's absurd. But then it was also the lot of them, it was focused on the business health, the financial health, the spiritual health, like it's this whole collaboration of everything. Um, And it's just always been an obsession for me to try to figure out how do we become better, right? Every single day, whatever it is. So I think if you just have an intent, like where you're at right now, if you're, we call it bad. So it's like, do you have some kind of business acumen or are you willing to learn? Are you ambitious and you're just, you're, you're, you're willing to again, learn and then implement. Um, and then you're kind of dissatisfied. Like, is there parts of what you're doing? You're just like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm tired of being paycheck to paycheck, like 70% of America. I'm tired of not having any certainty in my retirement. Like I'm tired of not knowing if I can buy a home and just looking at the cost and not saying that's not good. Take action on all of those levels and any way that you can get in connection with somebody, buy the cup of coffee. See how many lunches and coffees I bought to just be like, hey, can I pick your brain? I love to know what you're doing and share with you what I'm doing to be successful right now or stay ahead or whatever it is. Uh, Maybe we can collaborate together and just get opinions. At the end of the day, it's just like what happened with how we're having this conversation now. Mm -hmm. So it's just been very intentional for a few years. Now, there was so much goodness in what Bryce just shared. I'm going to break down a few highlight points because I want to make sure that um, everyone listening in can pull these things because I asked a big audacious question and and you answered it from your heart, number one. But when I talked, when I said in the beginning of the show that we were going to talk about relationship health, (laughs) that answer right there is all about relationship health. And guess what? It wasn't about Bryce. It was about 
who he wanted to go meet. So Mm -hmm. when he wanted to go meet somebody or go, you know, learn from somebody, it wasn't like, this is what I want. He's like, how can I help you? What can I do to, 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 you know, be in your room to be surrounded by you? How can I provide value? And the term value, if you've heard me before, I don't love the term value. How can you solve problems? We're not providing value. We're solving problems. How can you help them solve a problem? And even if it's like, I mean, I don't know if you caught it too. Bryce is six foot eight. Okay. I'm five foot two on a good day. It was so funny seeing us talk at the event, but it was one of those things that like the smallest, like Bryce, can you help me reach this thing? That's something I can't do. He can solve a problem for me. So it's these little things that we sometimes think are insignificant, which actually means so much to those that we want to get to know more. So if anything, to get into the room, and I love that you talked about like virtually getting, you know, coffee, buying coffee. I mean, uh, buying someone a coffee is like the least, least investment that you can make into them and yourself. Right. But it's following up. It's building that relationship. It's just not talking about business. I mean, Bryce, you and I have had a few couple conversations We talked about spirituality, your marriage coming up, like all the other things. It wasn't talking, I'm not even looking to buy a house right now. You're like, it was all about just understanding who you are. And that's something that I think um, if you find friction and and Bryce, let me know your thoughts here. But if you find friction, when you're trying to go to that next level, you, when you're trying to you know, reach different um, levels within your business or career and you mm. find friction against it. I, I, my advice, I've been, I've been hurt on both sides of this. My advice is always turn it to the other person. Take it off you. When it starts being so focused on what you want, mm-hmm. you're not going to get there. But when you start focusing on how many people you can help, even if that person is bringing in a million dollars a month, but if you mm-hmm. can focus on that, that is going to bring them value. They are going to look at you as a human, not just like a time sucker. I, I, I totally agree. And I think, and the higher you get, actually, it's funny. There was a, a buddy of mine sent me a, a video clip today with Ryan Serhan. And he talks about how he took his first billion dollar client to dinner, you know, years and years ago, um, and has done it a few times since. And it's different because a lot of people when I say, hey, they don't even look at the menu. They just say, hey, you can grab a cup of water and this is what we'll be eating, right? And if they would do, what do you want, Ryan? Like, this works, prefer order for you. And a lot of people are like, wow, that sounds like, oh man, you don't look at the menu. Like you're not acknowledging the waiter, da, 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 da. But and he was like, he kind of flips the script. He said, no, it's it's a respect for their time, right? And I think that's the biggest thing is the people that you're trying to connect with. And hopefully it's a lot of where you're at to help everybody pull each other up, but it's also a lot of levels that are significantly higher than where you are currently Mm -hmm. because, but when you get into those rooms, it's time for those people, right? Like when we got to talk to George Bryant for like an hour, I know how much that guy can charge for his time. And it's not like, so there's no dollar amount that you could put on the value or the problem solution orientation or the situations y'all. And I love that too, actually. I love value because everyone's situation is different. But at the end of the day, we get paid in direct proportion amount of people. We help the amount of problems we solve. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get paid more, solve more problems, help more people, right? So that's the biggest piece. So I, I do, I love that. I think it makes more sense. But that's where those rooms are. It's it's time for them. So respect their time by saying, hey, I see X, Y, and Z about you. I, I love what you're doing on this stuff. Um, you know, hey, you know, what, you know, what is something do you think that, you know, people in, in my position, and again, you get to know them, but this question is like, how could I help you? How could I benefit what you're trying to accomplish? And a lot of times they'll tell you straight up, like, because they have a mission. People that are trying to do something big have a mission. They have a passion, you know, and there's, there is something that you could do. And that might not be anything you do monetarily for them for years. I mean, a good friend of mine is a brand strategist. She actually worked with Ryan Serhan. Um, I haven't actually worked with her yet. But I do know this, I have thrown her name out dozens of times. And mm-hmm. I hope at least one or two of those people has actually like gone through with it. And I know what she charges. I know what that potentially makes her. But I just know that that means for her, it's just it's exposure. It's just getting your name out there. And it's like not so much how, how many people know you, 
or know what you, it's like more so like how many people know what you do, like what problem do you solve, right? If they know what problem you solve, anytime that comes up, oh, hey, we need to talk to Shelly. Like she could probably fix this. And if she can't, she'll connect us with someone who can't. And so it's how many people can you do that with? Well, and that brings up a great point. And we can even talk about kind of like branding health right now, because that's something that, you know, branding, it can mean so many different things to different people, right? Um, But what I love that you just said right there that I think every person could agree on, regardless of what is going on in their life, is when a problem presents itself, who do they think of? Yep. That means your branding is on point. It's not about the color or the logo or how many times you post or blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. they know you can solve this problem. That's effective branding. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a marketing strategist, so take it for what it is. <laughs> but I know that when I have certain problems, I'm like, oh, I can help this one person or someone else tells me they have a problem. And I'm like, I can't help you, but I know this person can. Let me share the contact yeah. or connect you via text. And yep. You know, I know right now you're going through branding on your own. This is kind of a big thing. And, and you know, we didn't start with this in the beginning. It's kind of trickled out. But you are getting married in four days, right? You yeah. um, have a lending business, but it's growing into more financial business, financial planning. Um, yeah. You just moved here from Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're six foot eight. You have a really cool health story. We're going to get to, so stay tuned in. We're going to get to that. (laughs) Like there's so many different pieces. Yeah. And you're going through this rebrand right now. Help, help us Mm -hmm. maybe kind of understand like what made you almost, I don't want to say your branding was unhealthy, but you knew it needed a little health check. What kind of triggered that for you? And then how are you going through that process right now? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the the health story itself is it's definitely crazy. Honestly, it's kind of nuts back to that when that was happening in the last the last couple of years. Uh, it was some of my highest engagement on my social media when I was just vulnerable about the shit that I was going through. Um, hopefully I can say that. But um the the biggest thing that kind of happened, and I'll be real raw with this, it's uh kind of towards the end of last year. I mean, if you're in the real estate and mortgage business, you know, there was a couple years there where it was like, you know, money was falling out of the sky and it was easy to do loans. Um, there's jobs I and mean, candidly, this business isn't really that difficult. What's difficult is that there's a lot of rejection and there's a lot of extra work and there's a lot of hours that people don't see. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I'm about to be off for two weeks, which hasn't happened in gosh knows how many years, but, um, you know, I was working till 1030 last night. You know, and, and I think it's it's interesting to show that that doesn't happen all the time. It's it's not I'm learning that grind. But at the end of last year, um, I just felt like me and my business partner were just like hitting wall after wall after wall after wall after wall and couldn't get deals. I mean, our team was closing, you know, eight to twelve deals a month, and all of a sudden it was like a light switch and it was three. And you're like, uh what so from a business income perspective, it dramatically shifted. I mean, and, and when you calculate that, like, I mean, we, I think I was down like 35% in income from 2021 to 2022, which as I'm going into 2022, I'm spending most of my capital that had come in initially to buy the house. We have a wedding to pay for. We have like all these things that are starting to, to add up. Um, and it was really stressful. And so at the end of last year, I said, there has to be a better way. Like there has to be a way for one, my business to solve more problems so we can in turn make more money. And so it was, you know, I reached out to a mentor of mine, his name's Florio, um, and he's been in the financial you know, profession business for a long time. And at the end of the day, we, we do everything but, you know, series license investments. I mean, whether it's, you know, infinite banking or life insurance or annuities or asset protection, like, um, trust and wills and medical and like all this stuff that people really truly have to have a conversation about. Um, it became a thing where I'd been licensed for a couple of years, but I was like, eh, I don't want to be in the business. And the reason for that was my experience when I first got into that was really bad. 
like I it was it was it was salesy it was I was like ah dude I'm not no like this isn't me I love the products I love the platform and it makes total sense but I was like I can't sell these no like that just feels like the car salesy vibes right or at least what we say is that so he was like I totally understand I know him and I've been friends for a while um and so he's like I need to basically show you educate you on what we actually do for families but you have to sit down with you and Lauren and I was like okay he's like and the reason for is perspective because if you both understand the buy-in and like what it is that you can do for people and families because he also knew me he knew that my trigger point was helping people and I wanted to provide a, a fire far bigger solution oriented conversation for clients and for mm. friends for families everybody so we do we sit down and I'll be completely candid that dream building conversation that he pulled out of me and Lauren, it's something that we've never experienced until that point. I mean, there were things about Lauren four years in, four and a half years in that I was like, I didn't even know that. I didn't know you wanted that dream. I didn't know you wanted that many rental properties. Like I didn't, there was things that he was able to really pull out of us that, and I was like, and she literally turned to me. She's like, why the hell haven't you been doing this for the past couple of years and helping people at a much bigger level? Cause I know that's what you're passionate about. Right. And honestly, from a male's perspective, this is my opinion, but if you're married, you got to have a hell of a strong woman if you want to go do something big because that woman is my rock. Like she is the reason I can do all these things. Um, and that's a big portion too. It's a team effort. People don't see her. She'll post twice a year on her socials, but mm -hmm. like that's it. And so he, he gave me the spark and the creativity shift that like my, you know, my caboose had turned off. Like I was just in what the, you know, like mentality from a few months. And most people are like, man, you're so positive on stuff. Dude, I go through that shit too. So it took me where now as we're going through that, everyone kind of understands the mortgage side. It was like, dang. And the families we've helped, the conversations we have, you know, and I'm also building my agency with that and kind of bringing this whole thing in together where, you know, we have our mortgage team, we have our financial agency, and we're bringing this conversation. Um, and the more and more we get into it, the more and more me and Florio like, see, he's like, holy cow, he's like, this is huge. Like what what you can do when you really truly care about people, you you have the resources and, and sort of chess pieces to really help people maneuver it. Um, it becomes an obsession. And it really is right now. And it's been an obsession of learning and understanding and dissecting it. But I'll tell you the one of the biggest things that also makes it was that for example, there's a product called an IUL. A lot of people use it for life insurance and cash value, tax-free growth, all this stuff that goes into it. But candidly, 90% of the people that offer those products don't know how to structure it properly to benefit the client. They structure it for their own commission. So it is very much like 1990, early 2000 mortgage. You can like put up points on the back end type vibes. And mine got set up wrong. And we went to about two months ago, we went to pull out about $30,000 for my wedding. We couldn't access it. It, it wasn't that it wasn't available because it wasn't structured. And we were like, I was seething. I was so mad with how it was set up and, and the story wasn't proper. And we'd known three years prior, this is kind of what we wanted to do with it. And Florio turned that around on me and said, this is your mission now. This will be this problem that's frustrating right now that's going to cost you thirty thousand dollars which doesn't cost me i'll get it later on but he's like this is what will help you make millions because you will help hundreds if not thousands of people not go through the same problem and so it became this how do we truly bring this in so right now it's going through what do i do right answering the questions and i'm actually right in front of me it's like what do you do for the consumer and then it says really like what is it that's transformative that's not transactional so really figure out that piece of your core brand. And, and this is kind of a piece. And then at the end of it is to what makes you different and how are you truly different from everyone else in your industry? Mm. And so those are the sentences that I've known. I've never been able to truly put it into words. Um, and now I have it. And it's really exciting to like have that. But it's all because sometimes you have to go through your own struggles to come out the other side and really fine tune like what's important to who you want to be and what your brand is. And I really think that that's why the brand is being reevaluated right now. That's why we're restructuring how we have these conversations. That's why the PowerPoints are being updated to how do we talk to people? How do we present information? And at the end of the day, no one will ever leave 
myself or my team and felt like they didn't have an opportunity to change their life in some manner, some way, somehow. I love that. I love that. And one thing that I I pulled from it is how you were in a valley, right? Before you came to the other side. And, you know, I'm obviously we've had the conversation. I'm a Christian too. And I believe that God took you through that for a very specific reason that we just heard. And, um, you know, I, oh man, I can look through so many experiences now where I didn't learn the lesson and I had to stay in the Valley a little bit longer. Um, and I think that's something that we can see when we look at people on social media or when we see them drive the car up to, you know, like Mastro's or something here in town, like a big steakhouse, right? We can see that and we can make assumptions. Those judgments are more or less on ourselves, but we don't know what valleys those people went through. And I think even like giving, that's part of the show here is like talking about the valleys and like what we learned in those so that maybe someone else, if they're in that valley, they can get out faster than us, right? They can learn the lesson quicker and maybe even some other people can avoid the valley, right? (laughs) They'll have their own valley, but like if maybe they can avoid the valley. So Less in the blow. <laughs> I I love I love that you kind of shared that, and that's how your rebranding came came about. And I think that even like you're rebranding your business, you use you personally, but even if you're out there right now, like and and I lived so long in corporate, and I felt like I needed to fit into a box, and yeah. so it wasn't my brand; it was someone else's brand right? There were parts of me. And every time that those parts of me came out, they were like, get back in the box, put the filter on. But finally I broke through that. And that brand of Shelly is what catapulted me to be able to blast through those glass ceilings, right? To the point where I was like, and I'm out, I'm going into my own business. But like, I think that there's the brand of you and there's the brand of your business. There's the brand of like your beliefs. And I think the more that you can understand those and and realize that, man, those valleys are such blessings. It sucks to be in them. Oh yeah, it sucks. Mm -hmm. But they are really, truly blessings. Now, I want to talk, I want to just transition because we are, these conversations, this conversation is going so great, but I do want to hit on health. And so, so we are going to talk about actually your physical health, right? Um, And really just, kind of, if you would share your story and, and then I I really want to tie it into business because this isn't something Mm -hmm. that is talked about enough. You're doing all the things in your business to kill it. You're doing all the things in your relationship, your soon to be marriage, like all of these things. And we can think like, Oh, this is it. I got it. I'm moving. And then our health gets pushed to the side. Yep. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your health journey, maybe the valleys. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate it. Actually, it's kind of like I, I felt after even just kind of talking through that, it was actually there was almost kind of like a I don't want to say relief, but there was like a, like a weird feeling in my in my gut that I was like, man, like I just I just got to like really share a little bit of like who I am because honestly, that story has only been shared with with a few a few select people um, of kind of like why we are where we are. And, and you I love shared that. it. Thank you for uh, sharing. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's one thing too. It's it's really understanding what the difference between. I mean, there's there's some private things we don't talk about, but there's a lot of personal things that can that can push those boundaries and limits. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But health, I mean, health has been something that's that's crazy. And I can even, you know, I don't even mind if you know if we clip out edits or you put stuff in there. I'll send you a couple of photos from like even my struggles. So I mean, real high level. Basically, I got married when I was super young in my twenties. I got divorced at twenty six. Um, at the end of that divorce, um, I mean. It was that kind of weird story. Like I would literally come home from my nine to five that I basically felt like I had to be in because she would never let me move on. Like I could never take risks. You know, I was in mortgage for a short period of time and took a massive pay cut. And and then finally the month that she's like, I, you have to come, you have to come home and take this other job. Or like, I don't think we're going to last. And I'm like, I just made 20 grand for the first time in my entire life in a month. And you just told me to quit. Like, okay. Like, I mean, talk about getting to peak and then just dropping and so I would come home and eat, 
you know, freaking candy at night and just hang, you know, do all that. Like I would just, that was just my vice. I would just eat to be candid. And I love food. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like you said, I'm, I'm actually six, nine. So we'll, we'll up that. Sorry. A little bit, but, sorry. I, that oh, is an important inch. Fine. We do not want to miss. So I'm six, nine. I'm, I'm around 350 right now. But at the end of my divorce, I, I was, I mean, Canada, I was probably pushing 425. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like healthy, you know, like I would say that, you know, I still have goals that I want to hit. There's still a physique that I want to have. But at the end of the day, internally, I also know with everything I've done the last few years, like there are some seriously good, good health going on there. Oh, yeah. um, but it didn't happen without any resistance. Um, I mean, I've done the keto diets, I've done all these things. And now I'm very much into like, how do I eat ancestrally? How do I eat whole foods and all this stuff? And then the shift changes. But a couple of years ago, actually, it was beginning of last year. Um, I think it was in January, February. Um, I mean, mind you, we I working out had its moments during COVID. But uh, I get home from the gym a couple of days in the sauna doing some stuff. And I wake up the next morning, all of a sudden, my half my back is covered in hives. And I was like, I don't know what the heck this is. Next day, same thing. Third day, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm dying. Like, this is absurd. This is itchy. It's painful. And we go through this whole process. Fast forward for the next four months, I do every sort of Western medicine test, internal, external, everything. But like, no, you're healthy. It's just, this just happens. Just random. I was like, bullshit. This does, your body doesn't just do this, Right. Um, so then I start researching Eastern medicine and Chinese medicine and doing acupuncture and drinking 14 leave teas, like all these things and, and figuring out. And I started studying the medical medium and understanding the foods and what it can do and detoxification and live like, and it went down this path, but there was so many moments that it was beyond frustrating. And, And the number one moment that broke me in the field that was going on was about three and a half months in. Um, I'm out with my family. It's my father-in-law's birthday. We're having, you know, a drink and eating lunch. We come home and we're all going to go out to dinner. And I'm like, I feel kind of weird, but I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just tired. It's, it's the beer I had or something. And we're walking out to the car and he's like, holy cow. And the whole back of my head and neck were just ballooned up with hives. My whole mm. body decided to erupt in the middle of the day. And I remember going back down and and some of the people that maybe hear this that have followed me for a couple of years would have known some of this and seen some of these things. Like it was not fun. Um, But cold showers were the only thing that would like help me quickly. So I would go downstairs. I was like, I can't go to dinner. I'm the only one in the house. Um, They have a three-story home and and we have this little studio downstairs. And uh, I just started crying. And then I started screaming. God, I was like, what the hell am I supposed to learn from this? What is happening to me? Because I can't figure it out. The doctors say that it's just normal and to take a pill and to do this and to do that. And, you know, I I basically couldn't figure out what happened. So I would start, I just started getting into research like nobody's business to the point. And I candidly know this. That even Lauren was like, yeah, I didn't exist for like a month because you, if it weren't working, you were researching. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I love you. But like, I had to figure out what was going on. So, I mean, the the understanding of deep diving into foods and healing and gut biomes and what your liver does and how to detoxify this and, um, you know, what, what type of food you eat and what it means to your body and like, you know, fasting and intermittent fasting and doing this and knowing that when you fast and give your body a few days, it gets cleaning out the bad cells, it's getting rid of the toxic items that really truly do like cause the cancer that cause the issues. So that became an obsession as well. And it still is like, I je- like love it. And honestly, it's kind of funny, like Lauren, the last maybe six or 12 months has really started to get into it as well. Mm-hmm. And we just realized like how clean we eat 80% of the time, 85% of the time, right? Um, but it, 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 the thing about that is it made me realize that at the end, there was no true diagnosis. My, you know, East Chinese medicine doctor basically said, Hey, I think there's toxin inside your body that you've been eating healthy enough. You've lost enough weight. Your body's given enough health. And I think what happens is, um, we think the heat proteins from the sauna triggered a just massive detox of my body and whatever was inside that it wanted to get rid of, it decided to do it through the largest organ, the fastest way it possibly could. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so um, it was not fun. But what's crazy is when I posted about that, 
I have had dozens of people reach out with same things that they've been going on and you would never know it. You would never know that people have gone through those issues or understand that the average American diet is toxic to most of us, like, and truly understanding like what you give your body is it right? Like you're not going to go fill up your gas car with diesel because it's going to destroy the inside engine. Again, that's just a random analogy, but um, so we're really studying that piece. So for me, it was losing weight, post-divorce, emotional trauma that you had to go through that. And, and then the physical piece of that. But I just, I was like, eh, I'm just not going to allow myself to like sit around and mope. Like, what's the point? I, I don't get anything out of it. So then getting into it, spending a few years trying to lose weight, really working out, um, you know, and just trying to make it a priority. And then um, my body decided to do a massive detox. And now it's just, it's part of the routine. You know, I'm not, not the bodybuilder. I'm not going to be on the gym seven hours of a, a day or anything crazy, but we know that when we work out, we get those, you know, those spike heat proteins, we give ourselves the cold. And now there's a lot of studies coming out about, you know, cold exposure and heat mm -hmm. and what those mean for your longevity. Even um, there's a show on uh, Disney plus uh, with Chris Hemsworth um, that's all about like challenges. I don't know if you've seen it, dude, it's so good, but he goes through, he's putting himself, his body through stressful situations. Um, so he can learn how to deal with it because of the longevity that it can create. So it all comes back to, for me and, and for us, it's been, what are we eating? What does it mean for our bodies? I know I did the heavy metal detox smoothies for, for months. You know, I, I basically became true, like medical medium diet. For those that don't know, look them up on Instagram. It's got a great platform. It'll start to just kind of give you a perspective of what foods can do for you. And so, um, like it, when you order something and you see it, like, uh, you're just that much more conscious to what you're eating um, and what you're giving your body. And then it, but it's, it's a lifetime factor. And then it's the type of things that are going on. Like, you know, Lauren's doing stuff around hormones and, and stuff like that with a trainer, um, that a friend of ours, who was actually one of the first ones on my podcast, Jesse, shout out to Jesse, right. Where it's like removing things from the the house, right. Like the toxic items, mm -hmm. the, the certain cleaners, the pheromone, like the stupid, uh, we don't really have a whole lot of uh, colognes or anything like that. The type of deodorant, the metal, like you really start to realize like, and it gives you some clarity. And so for me, what I've also realized is it's given me that much more kind of excitement in my business or my day-to-day -day life, to be honest. Um, and I know that taking that health back into what is it meant for your business? I think it's meant everything the last few years, to be honest, right? Again, we were in peak 2022, the market's crazy. You can't like getting a deal was super hard. I'm going through this weird ass health problem and my body's popping off with hives randomly and everywhere. Um, you know, we moved into my in-laws in April last year. Um, so that way we could prep to move out to Arizona in August and then, you know, driving to and from a couple of times and then being out here to visit the team and traveling and not knowing that is my, my body just going to break out in hives while I'm on the plane. And I just look like I have leprosy. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. So there was a lot of that challenge that was going on. Um, and it's why now I think we're so, we, we spend so much more time and it's, it's the morning it's, it's working out and it's doing that. I don't really have a cold plunge right now. Cause it's like 85 degrees at seven 30 in the morning in Arizona. But, um, we literally like looked at and next summer, I think we're going to buy an actual cold plunge or like, you know, a few thousand bucks, but like what it meant for my body, I, I can tell you, right. So we're figuring that out but it's, it's hopping in the pool and then it's doing my devotion for even just 15, 20 minutes. It's kind of sitting in the back patio or at the table, just breathing for, you know, doing a little bit of breathing exercise. And then we're talking, it's only maybe 30 minutes from, you know, getting home and that's what I'm doing. And then it's starting the day and then it's opening the cell phone and allowing all of that to flow into your mind. And um, because the physical health is just flows, I think into, then you're more conscious of your, you know, everything else health. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it just gives you a little bit more discipline of how you want to be in business. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, what is the impact? But it just means for me, there's been so much adversity um, that you do have to go through. And this is never, that's never a woe is me comment. That should, and everyone goes through it, right? But I think, man, if you can go through something, you can come out on the other side better. Like, as Ed Milet would say, you are positioned now to help the person you once were. And that could be the person you were a week ago. 
it doesn't have to be this momentous physical change. I'm a millionaire. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, it just has to be like, hey, man, actually, I just dealt with that. Like, here's what I did and got me through. I don't know if this helps you. Like, you can help someone be the next person. And that's kind of a weird thing I love about adversity <laughs> is that it puts me in a position have these conversations to be like, man, Hey, I'm, I'm down to help you. Let's have a call. Like mm-hmm. I've had 20 zooms in a day and all they were were networking, right? It was, Hey, like I'm going through this thing. Like, Hey man, like, do you want me to listen to you? And I need to ask my wife to be this question far more often, but do you want me to listen to you? Or like, would you like me to help you like solve that problem? Um, I'm really good at it with business. I'm horrible at home. Um, but that's, again, that's another learning thing. Right? So I think health has started from a lot of problems and it just gave me hyper-focused clarity when I went through that situation of what was important. And now I, I know when it comes to health and impact in business that you're obviously one of, you know, you've had some of the biggest, you know, sort of consequences, results, so forth mm-hmm. that you could have. I mean, so I would turn that question back on you. But that is, for me, how important health is, is everything. I mean, w- what's it matter if I got a billion dollars in my checking account? But I got stage four cancer um, and I'm, you know, 600 pounds and I can't walk and I can't hang out with my kids to be and I can't be there for my grandkids because I die at 48. My grandfather died from a heart attack at 47. That will not be me. And he was also a big guy. He was like 6'5 and and probably 350 as well. So I got a few inches. But I know the internal health is so much different. So like, it's just you can be the one in your family and whatever aspect it is. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, it has to be a partial of all those aspects, starting with health, really. So you guys know this is a newer podcast and I'm not running any ads at this time. I don't have any sponsorships yet. I'm not trying to sell you guys anything either, but literally I just want to give you the tools and the knowledge from either my past experience or those of my guests to save you time, money, and heartache. So the only ask I could ever have from you is to help me spread the word out there to more entrepreneurs and more career-driven professionals like us so that we can feel more confident, perform better for our teams and our clients, and ultimately make more money to provide for our families. And the only way that we can do that is if we rate and review and share this podcast. So the single ask that I have of you is that if you could leave a review, share it with a friend, it should take less than 10 seconds. And I know your time is valuable, but it would absolutely mean the world to me. And more importantly, it might change the life for someone else. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you sharing that. I actually didn't know about the Hive situation. Um, So I'm glad that you shared that with us because there are more people that I talk to all the time when I start talking and sharing more and and my listeners know, or if you follow me on social media, you know, I'm blind in my left eye um, due to mismanaged stress, right? So just when you think you can handle it and you got it and things are good, your body will tell you different. Um, and you experienced that as well through your, your body, it manifested as hives. And so I can only imagine, like I'm thinking about you sitting across the desk from someone that you are, you know, trying to help them with their financial savviness, itching to death, like itching to death, right? So how present were you in that conversation? You know, you, I know that you care a lot, so I'm sure you were present, but still in the back of your mind. And the thing that I just, I can't reiterate enough, and I appreciate you sharing that because not everybody will. And there's two parts to it. Number one, you're not alone. So you listening in right now, if you've got something going on with your health, you're not alone. The key is, is like, go research, go ask. You don't like the answer, go get a different one, right? That is something that, you know, I worked in the medical industry for almost 18 years and it's our responsibility as patients to go find and go seek the answers and the experts that we want. So I love that you you demonstrated by your story just how much you did that. So I absolutely love that you shared that side of it. And I encourage anyone, if you're not getting the answers, go get a second opinion, a third opinion, 
look to Eastern medicine, look elsewhere. Um, I share a lot about this on my stories too, because um, while I spent so much time in Western medicine, I firsthand know its limitations. So um, I, I love that you shared that. And and just the, the correlation to, to business, you know, we want to do so much. I mean, if you haven't heard Bryce's enthusiasm for what he's doing <laughs> and where he's going, not only in his marriage, but in his business, how could he accomplish that if he wasn't feeling 100%? It mm-hmm. would be dang hard. That would keep you in a valley much longer than you needed to be. And so it's something that, you know, when I have a guest like Bryce that that shares that, I just hope that it hits home with someone that you're not feeling right. You're not alone, but it's your responsibility to go do something about it, right? Yep. And just like you would take care of your business, with every software, hardware, hiree, system, whatever, treat your body the same way, Mm -hmm. right? Treat your body the same way, especially if you want to help the clients the way that you want to and solve their problems. So I just freaking love that conversation. And I wish we had like so much more time might mean part two for us, Bryce, but I just really, you know, before we sign off here, I've got one question for you, but I do want to just acknowledge, like, I love, you know, I've got 11 years on you, almost 12. We'll just keep it 11. But like, I love seeing your enthusiasm and I love your, your abundant mindset. You know, that's something that as a mom, as a parent, I am trying to portray now, not trying, I am portraying to my children because that's not how I grew up. And so those lessons were hard. Now it's my opportunity and my chance to be able to show my children a different life. Do I screw up all the freaking time? But yep. I'm so reflective on it now that I'm able to do that. So I I just acknowledge you and love that you have that mindset. Don't lose it. I know you won't, but don't lose it. Stay that big grizzly bear that you have behind you. If you were watching on YouTube, you'll see his big grizzly bear um, in the video. But I'd love to just share that one question. You had mentioned how Ed Milet says, you know, how you are best able to help the person that's right behind you. Mm -hmm. So that person that's right behind you, maybe only five years behind you. I know we like to think like decades behind, but maybe like five years, maybe three years behind you that isn't great in their health, trying to figure out what they want to do in their career. What advice would you give them that helped you? Mm. Um, well, first of all, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever lose that. I am a, absurdly positive, optimistic in, in 90% of things. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, it, and it, and I don't even, I mean, honestly, I don't even think it's five years to be honest, candidly, right? I think it, it really could be months. I mean, to think in 24 months, the differences of where I was and where we are, mm. um, and the mindset. Um, and it's funny because I say like, Hey, I've made every mistake when it came to money too, like specifically in my twenties, it really took me until probably 30 to figure out how to live, you know? And, and so one of my, my best man is 40, 41 or something, right? I think he's 41. Um, and same thing. He's like, yeah, life didn't start till I was 30. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. And he was like 37, I was 27 or whatever. And, and so, but now I'm like, yeah, it, it, it really did start until I was 30. Um, and the thing with that is it, just keep an open mind. I mean, honestly have a desire to learn. Mm. Right. I mean, I walked out of my second business class in college and never went back because there was no results in that room that I wanted at that time. And so if you find things, it's, there's pages on Instagram, there are people in real life that want to talk about it. There is a lot, a lot, like we don't have a lack of information Mm. in 2023. And so if there's a thing that you want to learn, if there's a thing that you want to get better at, there is hundreds of people that will share that have results in that space. And so I think it's just try your damnedest to be in those rooms with those people to figure out how you can solve something for them. Because if you can solve something for someone that has results that you want, they will help you get those results way faster Mm -hmm. than you can by yourself. 
Um, and one of my best friends I know is a great example of this. He has struggled with the mindset of how he wants to build a team. And for whatever reason, God has given me a gift to do that somewhat naturally. And so when we have these conversations, he's even said, he's like, to know where we were at the same place six months ago to what we wanted to accomplish and to see where you are now, man, he's like, it's inspirational to watch someone do it. I said, do this, not because of me. It's, it's because I've required myself to be in the rooms with people that have the results that I want in life. And one of them is one of my mentors. I said, you have the lifestyle I want. You have the passive income that I want. You have the relationship with your wife that I want. You have the relationship with your kids that I want. I said, will you teach me? And I will help you get to the next level as well, if that's if any way possible. And that's been one of the best mentorships and friends in my entire life is because of that relationship right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Those relationships, don't take them for granted. Don't take them for granted. Well, I just got to say, thank you for your time today and congratulations, four days. Um <laughs> For the marriage. And then by the time this episode airs, it will be post Tulum coming back after the honeymoon. Can't wait to catch up with you then. But for now, Bryce, thank you so much for pouring into our audience today. Thank you, Shelly. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Don't forget, if you found this episode, you know, valuable, if this solved the problem for you, if this made you think differently, Share it, please, because you know what? You could be the hero for someone else. You could be the person that's just ahead of someone else that looks to you for inspiration. And by sharing and tagging, of course, Bryce and I will give you all the love and we wish you and every one of our listeners so much love.